Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific 6 Eastern. Lots to talk about here today on the show. Dave Meltzer is going to join us in the second segment here today, talking all the latest stories in the new edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. We've also got an update on the top story from yesterday, Floyd Mayweather and UFC. It seems on the surface that there's nothing in this story and that it's over, but I guess we'll find out because there were a lot of rumors about the possibility of Floyd and Conor McGregor boxing, and then it seemed like there was nothing to it, and at the end of the day, they did actually have a boxing match. I don't think this is ever going to happen, but we'll do a follow-up here today. And then a lot of wrestling news. If you want to talk more about SmackDown from Tuesday, NXT from last night, tonight on Impact, it is the best of 2017 edition of the show. So I think we're probably going to watch that on the Brian and Vinny show tonight, review it, a Great chance to just watch all of a crazy year of TNA, Impact Wrestling. Well, TNA and Impact and everything else. It was, a, it was a crazy year. All in one fell swoop. But if you missed any of 2017, might be a show you want to check out tonight. Also, we got an update on Raw this coming Monday. USA Network is doing a week of limited commercials. And as a result, on both Raw and SmackDown, the first hour of the show will be commercial free. So if you're one of those people that watches the show and you skip through commercials, well, it's going to be the longest Raw and SmackDown of the year on Christmas and the day after Christmas. Because, yes, Raw is live on Christmas. All of the wrestlers will be there, including John Cena. We can talk about that today. We also have news on the ratings for Raw and SmackDown the Women's Royal Rumble, and so much more. So stick around, kick it off after the break, Wrestling Observer Live. Travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. 
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. You're listening to Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. If you would like to give us a call here today, the phone number, 844-411-5411. That is 844-411-5411. Text messages, 425-780-7566. Going to get this out of the way first. Floyd Mayweather, FightHype.com. We just don't know what the future holds for Floyd Mayweather. I don't look forward to getting back in a boxing ring. That's what I don't look forward to. I'm just saying I could. I'm not doing it. But I'm saying that I could do it to make a million bucks, a billion bucks quick, if I wanted to do that. That's what I was saying. I never said I was going to fight in the UFC. I didn't say that. I said if I wanted to and what I could. Could and would do is a different thing. I'm not going to do it, though. That's his rambling response yesterday to all of the talk of him potentially negotiating with UFC. Which, by the way, Dana White confirmed they had been talking. So... I presume it's just never going to happen. I don't know why. I don't know why, if he has no plans to ever do it, he even bothered talking to Dana White. I mean, clearly there must have been something there. Maybe Dana even talked him out of it. I don't know. But it appears that story is over for now and hopefully forever. The guy knows what's good for him. It's not going to be over forever. It's it's over. It's over as long as there's an earth. Nope. Nope. As long as there's an earth, there's always going to be this. And it may not be in the form of Floyd Mayweather and That's Conor what I'm McGregor. Saying. The Floyd thing, I think, is over. Well, Obviously, boxers and MMA fighters are going to want to 
as long as he's in shape and as long as he is semi-relevant to people, he's going to be able to throw his name out there until somebody else can even come close to taking his crown as being a draw or he looks, you know, he doesn't sound, but he looks finally physically old, then that's when it's actually going to be over. They could draw this out forever unless there's somebody there to fill the void. And once the void gets filled, it'll be the same thing all over again. That's how this whole thing works. And that's how it's going to be for mixed martial arts and boxing going forward incestuously this way. You thought we were past all this stuff. And I never thought we'd get Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. And we are probably going to get weird things happening in the future. So you just have to, to be ready for it and accept it when it happens because this is the canvas mat. And, and there'll be talk about whoever would be in the fights like that. Will they show up at WrestleMania and make an appearance there too? So just to tie everything in. Get a lot of text messages over the last couple of days. I have ignored all of them, but now I can talk about him. No, you don't uh, even know what I'm talking about. I've ignored, I've, I've ignored it. text messages regarding, is Daniel Bryan going to wrestle again? Uh-huh. Because we've said it over and over and over again that he's not cleared. And like 25 people sent in questions asking if he'd been cleared based on the storyline they're doing with Shane McMahon. And once again, the answer is no. And if you don't believe me, he said it himself yesterday, Hot 97 in New York, flat out said, I have not been cleared, and it does not look like they're probably going to clear him. I mean, we've talked about this before. They did a storyline with The Miz. Everybody thought it was leading to a match. It was never going to be a match. Same thing now with Daniel Bryan. I suppose he could be cleared. Anything is possible, but absolutely nothing has changed. And he did mention in the interview... I think everybody knows about the seizure that he had in 2012. And he said in the interview that when he had that seizure, he went to Bree. They were in a hotel room, and he begged her. He begged her, you cannot tell anybody about this. Do not tell anybody. And she didn't even tell her twin sister. She told nobody. It was, it was absolutely top secret. So when they decided that they were going to try and have a baby, she basically told him, you've got to tell the doctor about your seizure. She demanded it. Well, what I didn't know, or maybe I did know and I'd forgotten, I knew about the 2012 seizure. He had another one in 2015. That's, that's uh, what, three years ago? So he's had two seizures. He claims that he's been working with a concussion institute near his home and that... Like every, he says, everybody that WWE has sent him to, they've they've given him the clean bill of health. They've cleared him to wrestle, and he says right now, Doctor Joseph Maroon is still the only holdout, and he's of course I shouldn't say the only holdout, but he's holding out. He's one of the only holdouts. He says, and he's the guy in charge of WWE. So unless Joseph Maroon changes his mind, he's not going to wrestle again in WWE. He'll be he'll be out wrestling. I guess for the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes this fall. He didn't mention that, but I think that's what everybody expects. New Japan, CMLL, who knows. But it's not looking good for him ever wrestling in WWE again. Three things. Number one, when I'm in New York, I listen to Power 105. That's number one. Number two, I've said this enough. I don't want to see Daniel Bryan wrestle again. I don't have to see Daniel Bryan wrestle again. I have already, you know beatified him and he is you know his place in my mind his legacy in my mind will always be that wrestlemania it won't be anything after it i remember it but to me 
that's going to be Daniel Bryan. And I think for a lot of people, that's how people think of Daniel Bryan. That's why they love him so much. He he won. Daniel Bryan won. And I'll have to see him wrestle again. Now, I know he wants to. Um, which leads to three, which is anybody out there that thinks that Daniel Bryan would wrestle Shane McMahon in his his WrestleMania match. I, I've heard that like people have fantasy booked that one, or I guess people that are so convinced that he is going to be cleared. I don't think I don't think it's going to happen either. And if he wants to go out there and do it, that that's fine. You know, nobody can stop him. But I will guess that if he were to come back, I don't think he or anybody else should risk it with Shane McMahon. And I think that would be a, a very very long long shot. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on? Hi, Brian. Hi, Mike. How are you? Hello, Hamish. Hi, Hamish. I hope you haven't given up on Hi. bidding. I don't know if I'm going to have enough money. I might wait for the next one. Oh, man, I don't, um, don't think they're going to get cheaper, is, unfortunately. Ever since this uh, Vince McMahon XFL thing, do you think he's taken his eye off the ball? Because the last week has been seriously the worst week, week of wrestling I've saw in my life. Well, first off, you haven't watched a lot of Impact. Or WCW, I'm going to say that. I don't think I don't think that this has been anywhere near the worst the worst week of WWE. But I will say that listen, everyone's in, be in the holiday. Everybody doldrums. is entitled to their own opinion. Okay, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And in my opinion, SmackDown sucked. I thought it was just. I thought there was so much on that show that just. Blew my mind. What's going on? Why did they do this? What's what's the reasoning behind this? This makes no sense. I thought SmackDown was terrible. I thought there were there were it was hit and miss on Raw and Survivor Series and I or not Survivor Series but whatever it was called Clash of Champions. I mean, it did cross my mind that he's distracted by something. But I mean, the only reason I thought that is because this URFL story is out there. He may have just had a bad week. Yeah. Brian, if you saw WWE.com, which just happens to be the worst website in the world, have you seen what they've done today? I, I haven't seen it today. What have they done? They have Braun Strowman, who's supposed to be one of your superstars, walking around the streets dressed like an elf. It's so stupid. Oh, my they God. Have Braun Strowman dressed up as an elf. On mm. SmackDown, they have Rusev, who's just getting over huge, dressed up like Santa Claus. Do you, do you think back, they don't know why guys are just guys rather than superstars. Do you think they would have a Buddy Rogers dressed up as Santa or Bruno San Martino walking around outside Madison Square Garden like an elf at Christmas? It's well, ridiculous. Well, it makes me feel stupid for watching it. I am watching the video right now. Braun Strowman is dressed as an elf. He's going back to his days in the Rosebuds. Mm-hmm. And he's smiling. Mm-hmm. And... It sucks. Here he is running after some dude in a Santa outfit on the street. Yes, Hamish, I cannot defend this in any way, but I will tell you this. I will tell you this thing. If all those guys you mentioned were around today, Bruno Sammartino and Buddy Rogers and whoever, I'm pretty confident that Vince would probably try to put them in an elf costume. But the big difference is I'm not sure that they would say yes. And I will will say one thing. This video does feature Braun Strowman. It does not feature Brock Lesnar. And I don't think there's any way that Brock Lesnar would ever put on an elf costume. So, the world isn't ending yet. But man. Doesn't look good for the future, man. I'm going to tweet this out to everybody. Back in a moment. Wrestling Observer Live. 
Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. If you suffer from back pain, joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that Avantage Therapeutic Walk-In Bath provides. Not only does Avantage Walk-In Bath help get you in and out of the tub safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a 15 hundred dollar coupon towards the purchase of a new vantage walk-in bath every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a fifteen hundred dollar coupon towards the purchase of a new vantage walk-in bath your aches and pains can be washed away call right now for a risk-free quote 800-552-6851 800-552-6851 that's 800-552-6851 The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last. So call 800 692 0268 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-692-0268. That's 800-692-0268 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-692-0268 now. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You're back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Dave Meltzer joining us here today, the new edition of the Wrestling Observer newsletter is up right now. And Dave, you've got an article here in the New Observer about the Hall of Fame. Corey Gibson did some research. And I guess he noted that if the cutoff line to be inducted was 50%, as opposed to the 60% that we have now, there's a huge number of guys that would be in the Hall of Fame that are not, and some of them 
fell all the way off the ballot after not hitting 60. But as noted, if it had been 50, they would be in there right now, including guys like Dick Murdoch, Jesse Ventura, Cian Caras, Fabulous Moolah, Don Fry, Gary Hart. And you note here that 60% when you first started the Hall of Fame was just a number that you came up with. And give us your reasoning for 60, as you wrote here, why you didn't choose 70 or 50. Well, 70s baseball, and I just thought because wrestling, um, there's a certain amount, you know, you don't have, like, the stats and everything. I thought that 70 would be too high. So I just saw 60, and it's actually turned out that it was a pretty good number. I'm not sure that, like, when I look at 50 and I look at some of the guys who have gotten 50, I'm not sure that they're, you know, I wanted it more than half. Um and it could have been 65, which would meant, meant I think, um, you know, there would be, actually, it would be interesting to look at, and I haven't looked that up, the guys between 60 and 65, because it would have been more, more likely for me to do 65 than, than 55 um, if I was, you know, from the start. But it's, it feels, you know, after 20 years of this, it actually feels like it was probably the best number. Um, it's a I strong mean, majority. What? It's a strong majority. It's a majority because it's so hard. It's, it's, it's hard enough, like, again, when we're looking at, like, like most years, there's probably like four or five, and that's, that's what it should be. It should be, like, you know, three, four, five people in. Um, if it was 50, there'd be far more. If it was 70, there'd be it, – it's very difficult at 70. At 70, you're almost, you know, getting, like, you know, your Steve Austins and people like that. You're only getting the top tier of the top tier, and you want it a little bit deeper than that. But 50, um, 50 wouldn't be bad, and then when you look at the names at 50 – a lot of them are, are, are strong candidates, but a lot of them are also people who um, fell off the ballot for whatever reason. Um, you know, I mean, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. You know, I don't know if you have these numbers. I didn't see it in the Observer, but Corey should go back and, and find out what the Hall of Fame would look like if the cutoff number was 70, like in baseball. I mean, how many people oh, yeah, would I we have? I could look that up. I could look that up right now. But there's, there's a lot of guys who've gotten in between 60 and 70. I mean, it would be, like I said, it would be, um, you know, it would only be the top of the top. I mean, the, well, I mean if you look like at Steve Austin, Daniel, I think Daniel Bryan made it at over 70. Um, Brock Lesnar made it at over 70. Well, Brock like, Lesnar is 76. And this, right. the top 10, number 10 is Lesnar at 76. So we're talking it would be everybody that's, else that's, that's, that's within 6%. That's top 10 in 20 years. So only 10 have gotten 76% in 20 years of voting. Yes. So that's clearly too high. There should be more than 10 Hall of Fame inductees in a 20-year period. And it does raise the question then, too. I mean, the the group that was initially put in, if you put them up to a vote now, you know, or, or you, you you did that then, I mean, I, you wonder what you, how people would look at it, and, and would there be anybody that falls under 60 or 50 or, or whatever it would be? Well, that's the other thing. With the Well, hold on, Dave. The, the Most 76 of the in that first class were, um, you know, pre 1950 anyway. So no, it's like that, that wouldn't be, they wouldn't be voted on anyway. Well, well, right? hold on. One other thing is that, that when you mentioned you have X number of people in 20 years, I mean, there was a giant first class that nobody voted on. So if people had voted, I mean, the number would be higher. Um, oh, yeah. If you're talking about the, 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 yeah, yeah. But, but that would be the same in any sport in the sense of if you start in, you know, if you start, like the Baseball Hall of Fame from 20 years ago, just as an example, you would have all those guys who were, who were voted in. I mean, the, the names that I picked, you know, which was, which was a lot of research in those first couple of years before the first year, 
most of them would would be in like automatically anyway over the years if there had been previous voting. I mean, there's there's some that would be marginal, but not many. If you really look at that first list, there's there's no. I mean, there was nobody in that. The, my idea in the first list was the guys who you could not make a good argument shouldn't be in. That they're clear Hall of Famers. If it was close, and that's like what Murdoch was was a perfect example. I mean, Dick Murdoch to me, who's who's an arguable Hall of Famer, Wahoo McDaniel, who did end up getting voted in. Those were the guys. It's like I'm not putting them in the first year. Those are the guys that you're gonna are gonna be voted on. Um, the guys that are you know are in. You know, like whatever it is, whether it's your, you know, like, um, you know, you know, Funk Brothers or Ric Flair or Jack Briscoe or Luthez. I mean, those type of guys that are in there. I mean, those guys, to me, I mean, I only put in no brain, no brainers. And even those, like the guys that people complained about at first, like Jackie Fargo, as research has come out and people have talked, he's obviously I mean, I knew it at the time. But but people didn't really know Memphis history or Tennessee history, and Tennessee was always looked down on. But now, I mean, nobody goes, oh, Jackie Fargo, what's he doing in the Hall of Fame? Everyone just kind of accepts, yeah, the guy was a big draw for, you know, 15 years and had nostalgia, you know, comebacks for years after that. Dave, just to up Wahoo, and I know we got a lot of other things to talk about, but Blackjack Mulligan is a name I know Les Thatcher uh, brought up on his last show as being someone that he obviously was close to and would think that would belong in. What has always been the, the, the talk on Mulligan, and how actually was he as, as a draw? I think of him in Money Feuds with you know lots of different guys, but how much, how much money, I guess, was he? I mean, the thing with Mulligan, I think Bruce Mitchell actually wrote this, and it was probably uh, the fairest appraisal, is, is that if his whole career was like his run in Mid-Atlantic, he would be in. And, and he was a star everywhere that he went because of his size. He wasn't like the greatest of workers. He was a great talker. But in a lot of places, really outside of Mid-Atlantic, I don't think he was ever that. Like, he was, you know, a star, but he wasn't like a Hall of Fame star, other than in, in the Mid-Atlantic, and that was only... You know, it's really only a short period of time. Um, and I, I think that one of the things is that you look for is guys that, like, no matter where they went, that they were, like, really big deals. So in the Baseball Hall of Fame or any of the other Hall of Fames you researched when you were putting yours together, did they begin with an inaugural class or did they begin they, with... Baseball had yes. an inaugural class, but it was small. But then again, baseball started... It's Hall of Fame in you know the 1930s. There you know so it was. It didn't. It's not like it started in um, whatever it was 1996. You know what I mean? Or you know so so um, there was there was a lot less. You know they put in they put in like at first they put in all the no-brainers as well. But it was it was far fewer, obviously. The top story in the Observer: more on Vince and his maybe football league. I mean, really, we don't know what's going on right now. There are rumors it'll be announced in January, but, I mean, he could change his mind. He could go in a different direction. There's a lot of different ways that this could go. What's your gut right now? Are they going to announce this January 25th? My gut is that he's pro- he's looking at it. I mean, until it's announced, it's not announced. But the fact that they're not denying it tells me that there's a lot to it. So, yeah, I think he's going to announce something, what it is. I mean, you know, it's it's hard to judge until... He kind of gives the details on what it is. And really, like, every single thing that we talk about, like, everybody, you know, whether it's Billy Corgan running a new wrestling company or when Jeff Jarrett tried or Era Lucha and all this, every one of these entities, whether it's, it's wrestling or out of wrestling, when it comes to, you know, opening a new sports franchise, in the end is really all, unless you're doing it at a very small level, um, if you're trying to do it on a national competitive level, it all depends on 
striking a, the right kind of television deal. And that's not the easiest thing in the world. It's, it's easier for Vince McMahon than others, but it's still, you know, for an, uh, how much is he going to get on, you know, for an unproven product in a business that he, you know, flopped, you know, hugely in the last time he did it. So, um, you know, it depends on his, you know, it's really his negotiating and, and perhaps the idea of going one year without the national deal and then going, you know, but then he'd lose a crazy amount of money. You need, you need the TV deal and, and, uh, you know, I think that he's looking at, and it may not just it may not just be TV. It could be streaming or something like that too. But it, I mean, it's the idea of rights fees, and that's the key to, to everybody today that's running on a national basis is rights fees. So his success or failure depends on rights fees, not necessarily with the public. Um, you know, if, if he can sell tickets and things like that, that's a secondary consideration right now. I guess the tie into wrestling is: Have you asked around over the last couple of weeks? Is is Vince? Has there been any change in the amount of time he has devoted to Raw SmackDown pay-per-view? I haven't heard anything of that sort. The one thing that you and I talked about a couple days ago when this was first announced about the stock, I mean, whatever it is, either Wall Street isn't taking it seriously because there's been no official announcement, it's just been kind of rumors, or, or, or hasn't thought it through, but the stock is still you know as strong as it's, as it's ever been. So the... The idea that people are panicking, you know, or, or that people would be concerned that Vince won't spend as much time on wrestling um, if he's starting a football league, um, that hasn't hit the stock market yet. I would presume when there's an announcement, you know, if there is an announcement, that it, it could, uh, you know, it, it could have a difference. Um, probably should to a degree. It should at least be something that they talk about. But right now, I mean, like, Again, you don't even see Wall Street articles or anything like theorizing what we just talked about. Well, I mean, as I noted, it's still very early. I mean, I if I were an investor, oh. I wouldn't worry until he actually made the announcement. I've heard a million ideas Vince has had that nothing ever became of them. I mean, That's true. So who knows? And Wall Street's feeling pretty good about itself right now, so that everything in time. All right, Dave, I want to thank you so much for doing the show today. The new edition of The Observer is up on the front page right now. You can check it out if you are not a subscriber. 1099 gets you the radio shows, The Observer, Figure Four Weekly, archives of The Observer, and the radio shows. Tons of stuff, so check them out. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. This is Jerry Reynolds, the Car Pro, and here are the facts about drinking and driving during the holidays. One thing's for sure, they don't mix. Last December, 781 people across the U.S. were killed in crashes involving a drunk driver. Younger drivers were particularly at risk. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says drivers 18 to 34 were involved in the most drunk driving crashes with deadly consequences. For more on the dangers, visit carprousa.com. I'm Jerry Reynolds, the Car Pro. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses. And you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. If you are age 85 or younger... 
call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage, and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network, call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800-508-5774-800-508-5774-800-508-5774. Call now. That's 800-508-5774. I love iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Love it. Everywhere, man. <laughs> Seriously. Everywhere, man. 20 million songs from 450,000 artists. iHeartRadio. Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota. I create my own radio stations. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. Pooldog.com is the best place to buy billiard supplies online. In addition to having the guaranteed lowest prices and the largest selection of pool cues and accessories in the industry, Pooldog also provides unsurpassed customer service with free shipping on orders over $99, including to APOs, and a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. And be sure to use the code SPORTS at checkout for a 5% discount on your order. Give them a call at 866-843-3249 and sign up for a free catalog or go to Pooldog.com. That's Pooldog.com. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. First, says, I agree on Braun the Elf being stupid. Same with Rusev. It was three years ago when he was a monster. Rusev today is Santa. Rusev was great. Backstage segment was amazing. Rusev needs to be a face. So basically what he's saying is he doesn't mind Rusev as Santa Claus because he's funny now. But he wouldn't have liked it three years ago. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm not defending this at all. But Rusev is actually at a point with the fans right now where there are some people like John Cena that could do that kind of stuff forever and then still be okay at the end. Most people are not, and we see where it takes a toll on them. If they were to strike right now or in the relatively near future with Rusev, that would be great. What's more likely to happen is they'll draw this out, they'll draw it out, they'll draw it out. Then they'll have him turn on Aiden English or something like that, and it will be drawn out forever. He will be stuck in the mire forever, and he'll end up like everybody else. And that's the disappointing part is because, like, a lot of guys, when they have, like, you know, they're put down, put down, put down, and they still, like, have a little, like, you know, shiny, tiny little inkling of hope. Like, they they seem to always pull that away, and Rusev's got that right now. Why they won't take advantage of it, God only knows. This person here says, the Braun Elf video is supposed to be a parody of the movie Elf. Why with him? Who cares? What does that have to do with anything? Do you know what movie I watched last night, by the way? What'd you watch? Elf. Really? Swear to God, I watched that movie last night. And do you want to know? Well, my wife said, you want to watch a Christmas movie? I said, sure. Make you feel like home? And we watched it. 
But do you want to know? Yeah, because I'm did taller. You... I, I, it did make me feel like I was at home because I'm taller than everybody else. Uh-huh. The one thing when I watched that movie that I did not think uh-huh. is, man, you know who should have played Buddy? Braun Strowman. <laughs> not one time during that movie did I think that. Did you hear that? Not once. This person here says, I always thought that Vince would do better running MMA than football because MMA is newer and closer to pro wrestling. No. Hey, listen, here's all I'll say about this, okay? Here's all I'll say about this because who knows how he would do running MMA. But I do know this. The closest Vince came to running football was the XFL, which actually was football. The closest he ever came to running MMA was Brawl for All, which was... Kind of MMA. He promoted a couple of And let me tell you matches. something. As big a disaster as the XFL was, they did have some fans. There were people who really liked the XFL. Guilty. Aside from one guy that texts us all the time, nobody really liked Brawl for All. It completely sucked. That it did. So, now granted, it wasn't real MMA fighters. It was like a bunch of pro wrestlers having bad fights. It was but tough, man. You know That's what? what it looked like to everybody. It was tough, man. Let me tell you something, everybody. Long time ago, Way late, back. late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. I went to a show. I went to a live MMA show in Linwood or something around here. Just a local amateur show. There was like 15 fights on the show. All amateurs. And you know what? This show was so exciting because unlike in UFC today where you can take the best fighter in the world and the second best fighter in the world in a given weight class and you can put them together and they'll negate themselves for five five-minute rounds and after 25 minutes, one guy wins a close decision and everybody gets mad. You put two amateurs in there and it's, it's so exciting. There's quick finishes, there's quick knockouts, there's quick submissions. It's just nuts. So, I mean, brawl for all, when you put two pro wrestlers in a ring and you tell them to go at it for real and they can, like, try and knock each other out or take each other down, I mean, should have been a lot more exciting than it was, quite frankly. And some of the matches were real slobber knockers. But, I mean, of the two, I think Vince was more successful promoting football than MMA. My opinion. I yeah. Well, when you're half owned by NBC and have that outlet, and there there were a couple of checks and, and balances, although not many. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on? This is Jim from Virginia. What's up, Jim? Uh, I read something very interesting a few minutes ago. You heard anything about AJ Lee's book uh, "Crazy Is My Superpower Being Made Into a TV Show"? It's been discussed. But there's a long way between discussions and it actually becoming a TV show or a TV movie. Well, I, they, I understand they had two names, two Emmy award-winning names. Got Hughes Sokolov and Jeff Fisher. What about them? I just wondered they were supposed to be working with her on that. Well, I mean, like somebody they, could come to me tomorrow and say, look, we want to make a movie about death of WCW. Can we talk about it? And they'd come to my house and we'd discuss it. And, I mean, that meeting to the movie actually being on the screen, I mean, it's a long journey. Millions of things can happen and not happen. I mean, stuff like that happens every day. So, 
Yeah, including you losing the rights to having control over it. I mean, that's one of the famous things with Stephen King, uh, or at least I, I don't know 100% about this, but the lore was like if Stephen King, you know, owned or was making a movie of one of his books and he had control over it, then he would be in the movie. If not, if it was bought by somebody else and, and, and put to film, then that would be a different story. You don't want to lose, if you're A.J. Lee, you may not want to lose, or if you're anybody, you know, how much control over your story do you want to lose? How much of it do you want to be dramatic, you know, dramaed or, or dramatized? I don't know what the hell the word is. But anyway, like Bruno San Martino with his movie absolutely did not want a whole bunch of nonsense about his mother, you know, or anything like that. Her struggle and her story, you know, was enough. So that, that can always play into it as well, too. It may come out. Who knows? All I know is it's a long road. I mean, we talked to Bruno about it. I mean, they were very, very close to having that thing done and it, it all fell through. Yeah. And, and you know... There's a lot like, of parallels to that story, yeah. I heard about Bruno's movie, nothing ever happened. I heard about Glow, Glow ended up happening. I've heard about Andre this, look was taken forever. Yeah, so sometimes they sometimes they happen, sometimes they don't. To the phones, you're on the air, what's up? Hey, bro, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Um, so I just want... I'm sorry? I'll oh, go ahead. Um, so, uh, so I was reading through this movie, and I found something funny that um, Vinny wrote. He said, so Vinny wrote, um, seemed very upset by a song's um, sign that spelled swath. He said, instead of soft, like Enzo does. Yes. He seemed very upset about the misspelling. So I thought as a member of, of the Swath Nation, I would, if you can pass along the message. It's a, it's a, it's a term that... A YouTube, a YouTube channel, Okay, okay, I, I, I hate to do this. I can't hear a word you said. The phone's just a horrible connection. But I think he was saying that uh, it may not have been a misspelling. So I guess I'm going to have to Google S-W-A-F-T. I'm not sure I want to. Whenever somebody wants me to Google something, I'm always... Yeah, look at that. Hmm. Go to the Urban Dictionary. Okay, wait. What am I putting in here? Swaft. Oh. Let's see here. Uh huh. And nothing. Nothing in Urban Dictionary. That, that's not a good start. There's a there's a hashtag on Twitter. Let's see if that. Uh, let's check the latest there. In the meantime, let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey, is it me? Yeah, it's you. Oh, okay. I'm going to presume. I, 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 I are, was waiting are, for the. Uh, are you you? Was, yeah, I'm Brady. Okay, well, I'm talking Brady, to you, and, so uh, I think it's you. Hey, how, how you doing, Mike? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing good. It sounds like I'm missing a hell of a show today. Oh, you don't even know. <laughs> We're looking up swaft in the Urban Dictionary. What could be more exciting than that? What's on uh, your mind? I wanted to. Uh, the Observer Awards. Because I know nothing about them, and I've been crying out to Dave through email and Twitter. I've received nothing. So I had a couple of questions. What that does that I tell you? <laughs> Dave's a very busy man. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, are you aware if Connor and Floyd are going to be eligible for any promotion awards this year or promo or anything? God, that's, uh, well, I mean, Connor would be. Floyd, yeah, I mean, Floyd wouldn't win anyway, so it doesn't matter. Boxing. What was that? The. So, but Connor's promoting a boxing fight. So, does that mean it's out of the purview? You know, I, I. Hold on, he's got to look up purview. My guess is, my guess is, 
that anything that Dave wrote about as like a headline story in The Observer probably is eligible for an Observer Award, would be my guess. So if you were right. blown away by Connor's promos hyping up the Mayweather fight, and, and he wrote about those fire. promos in The Observer, I presume that it would be open to the awards. Hey, Brady, got a question for you. What's up? What should be on everybody's table and in everybody's pantry this holiday season? Everyday gourmets, balsamic vinegar, and extra virgin olive oil. Absolutely. Where could they find out about this tremendous product that could be delivered directly to their homes? Well, buddy, if you go to www.everydaygourmets.com, you might be a little bit late for the Christmas season, but you can get some New Year's Eve gifts for that party of yours. That's right. Can't believe. down in oil. Can't believe what's happening <laughs> Love right you guys. Now. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're SWAFT. I don't know what it means yet, but I'm still looking around. Apparently, it's been around since prior to that sign showing up on television. So, <laughs> You think? Yeah. That wasn't the, the creation, the birth of everything takes place on WWE TV. Mike, I don't think you understand why Vinny wrote what he did. Have you I, I, I have you apparently. have you ever watched like an old episode of Raw from the nineties? Yes. Okay. At least thirty to forty percent of the signs of those five thousand signs on every Raw were misspelled. <laughs> Not because it was something funny on the internet, but because the person <laughs> writing it couldn't spell. Yes. So when you yeah. see an SWAFT sign in your Vinny, the first thing you think when you see it on Raw is, this guy can't spell. He's an idiot. <laughs> I see. I Unfortunately, in today's day and age, I always think everything has got some sort of ulterior motive, whereas, yes, back in the day, I absolutely believe that. Listen, sometimes it does, but sometimes, Mike, people are just stupid. You know this. That's, this is true. You know this. True. I know. Person says, should have cut that guy off way earlier. I didn't understand a word. Well, actually, I did understand a word for a while there, but then I didn't anymore. So if I can understand it, I can at least translate most of the time. I do. You do that with Ryan. This person says, after debuting as a clear-cut babyface on Raw, Hideo Itami on 205 Live this week was asking for respect, playing up his NXT heel gimmick, and they wonder why nobody gets over. Okay, hold on. Normally, I would agree. However... Hideo Itami was so much better in NXT as a heel, okay? He was way better as a heel than he was as a babyface. When they brought him up to Raw on Monday night and he was a babyface, it was so cold. He didn't look great. Nobody cared, okay? If it were my company, well, first off, I wouldn't have had him debut as a babyface. I would have had him debut as a heel because he was more effective in that role in NXT. But if for some stupid reason I decided to randomly have him debut as a babyface, and it didn't get over, which I should have known going in, then yes, I would have immediately pulled the trigger, and he'd be a heel from now on. That's what I would have done. He's better as a heel. Now, the problem with WWE is when a guy is a heel, but he's dressed as Santa, and he's clearly getting babyface reactions, but they still want him to be booed, and they flip-flop back and forth until nobody cares one bit about the guy, that's a problem. But... Debuting someone in one role and seeing that it doesn't work and just switching the role, that's fine. Now, of course, if he goes back to Raw Monday and he's a babyface again, but he's a heel on NXT, that's stupid. That sucks. But we don't know yet, so let's see. Let's wait and see. This person here says, if there are no commercials on Raw, where will they put the dives? It's a great question. 
That's a great question. There's going to be no dives in the first hour of Raw Monday. I almost fell over. I think it was Gable on SmackDown. He rolled out Actually, of the ring on. and then went to commercial. Yes, hold that. Back in a moment, Observer Live. This is an important announcement. If you're between 50 and 85 and worried about your loved ones, you can still get affordable life insurance for peace of mind. My life insurance coverage is guaranteed, and I was not required to get a medical exam. I had high blood pressure and diabetes, and I got my coverage with one telephone call. No exam necessary. I'm a smoker, and I wanted to take care of my family. I called to get my life insurance and my affairs in order. I wanted to do the right thing. Call Final Expense No Exam Insurance. Your rates are guaranteed and will never increase. I called and learned that this insurance cannot be canceled, even if you get sick or gain weight. And there are no restrictions on how my beneficiaries use the money when I'm gone. Don't wait until it's too late. Call now and get peace of mind for you and your family. Call 800-935-2177. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Couple things. This person here says the Swaft Nation are supporters of the YouTube channel Wrestle Talk in the UK. So there you go, Vinny. You idiot. Person here says Jinder confirmed he had a shoulder injury after his match with Shinsuke. So this oh, yeah. was on YouTube. I wonder if that's what it was. I'm I'm sure he had a shoulder injury. 
Okay. We talked about it then, and now he's confirmed it. I mean, everything else, who knows? But, I mean, he, the guy, for, here's what I can tell you. He did have a shoulder injury. The rest, who knows? And also, Jim in Virginia wants to know the scoop on the Women's Royal Rumble. Well, there isn't really a scoop. I talked about it briefly at the beginning of the show. I mean, the only thing is, there was a story yesterday that the Stephanie McMahon thing surprised all the girls, and nobody knew that she was going to be out there. Nobody knew that she was going to announce the Royal Rumble. They were all shocked and stunned. I was violently informed yesterday that that was not true, that the talent was not surprised, and that everybody knew it was going to be the announcement of the Women's Royal Rumble. And granted, I'm sure there were some women with an affiliation to WWE that did not have any idea and learned about it when they were watching TV or whatever, but the girls in the ring all knew about the announcement of the Royal Rumble. And still no information. 20 girls? 30 girls? Who knows? I guess they'll announce those details as the weeks go by. My gut still tells me 20, but... I want an odd amount. I want 19 girls in the Rumble. I ain't going to get that. What do you think this is? Everything about this company is is exacting in every way. It's like 23 girls in the Rumble. All right, everybody, we're out of time. Back tomorrow with more. I'll be back later on today. Brian and Vinny show, the Thursday night potpourri, granny, a great edition of NXT, and probably the Impact Year in Review. It's going to be a fun time. Thanks, Mike, as always. Everybody in the studio, callers, listeners, talk to you tomorrow. Wrestling Observer Alive.